Hello and welcome to Box Office. I am your host Tyler Gallahan, and for the first time in over a year, we had a battle at the box office. This time between Mortal Kombat and Demon Slayer. Who came out on top? Well, let's get right to the numbers and see. Opening in first place is Warner Brothers Mortal Kombat with 23.3 million. Opening in second place right behind it is Demon Slayer Mujin Train with 21.1 million. In third place is Godzilla vs. Kong which is now slowing down, now at 4.2 million for a total of 86.5 million. In fourth place is Nobody with 1.8 million for a total of 21.6 million. Lastly in fifth place is Raya and the Last Dragon with 1.6 million for a total of 39.8 million. So this was a crazy weekend with these two movies were neck and neck. Things initially were not looking good for Mortal Kombat with the mixed reviews, but it was able to hold out because if you look at it, Demon Slayer could have beaten it if given the chance. Looking at the theater counts, Mortal Kombat did open in 3,073 theaters, while Demon Slayer only opened in 1,605. So even if Demon Slayer opened in just 2,000 theaters, they may have given it a few million it needed to pass it. Also, just looking at the weekend numbers, it once again, you know, looks like anime movies, uh, a bit front-loaded. Technically, Demon Slayer beat Mortal Kombat on Friday, but that was thanks to Demon Slayer's making 5 million in Thursday night showings. Fans came out in force for this one. And before we wrap up the domestic numbers, we have a title change here thanks to th this weekend. Now coming in at 457 million worldwide, your number one movie for 2020 around the world is Demon Slayer. Now passing the 800, which was in first place with 450 million. With it being almost May, it does seem a bit late for the record to be changing hands, but during a pandemic, nothing is normal. So congrats to Demon Slayer for the win, well deserved, especially with how much it liked out in Japan, and it is now making a splash in America. Looking at China, staying in first place is Detective Conan with 4.7 million for a total of 25.9 million. In second place is Sister with 4.5 million, with a total now of 128.6 million. In third place is the re-release of The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers with 4 million. In fourth place is Godzilla vs. Kong with 2.9 million for a total of 184.3 million. Lastly, in fifth place is the re-release of The Fellowship of the Ring with 1.3 million for a total of 8.1 million. So yeah, the Chinese box office is quiet. For The Lord of the Rings re-release, The Two Towers did about the same as Fellowship, though there were not reports of issues of its release like the last one. We also saw that Fellowship did stay in theaters and is now almost at $10 million. As for The Return of the King, that right now is set for a uh, re-release on May 14th. Warner Brothers is being smart and waiting two weeks because this weekend should be a decent one for the domestic movies in China. With it being a labor holiday, there are quite a few films coming out, including the live-action adaptation of Dynasty Warriors. I'm curious to see if that opens in first, or if something else we have not heard about sneaks past it. Looking at worldwide totals, the Godzilla vs. Kong has now passed 400 million, with it now at 406.5 million worldwide. Unless it gets a boost from Europe as they reopen, it is now looking like it will not make half a billion dollars. Thanks to the domestic release, Mortal Kombat is now at 51.1 million worldwide. Tom and Jerry is at 107.7 million. Peter Rabbit 2 The Runaway is at 16.3 million worldwide, but really it's only from two countries. And lastly, Raya and the Last Dragon has passed the 100 million mark at 101 million. So the Oscars happened over the past weekend, and the actual production of the show was a bit of a train wreck, especially toward the end. Best Picture should always be last. Anyway, the we did get a trailer 
for from all this. And there's a teaser trailer for Steven Spielberg's West Side Story remake. Still set for a release this December. It looks good and could easily be great counter-programming to Spider-Man for the holidays this year. We've got a small release change from Sony Escape Room 2, which has been moved around a bit, is moving up six months early. It was going to come out January next year, but will now come out July 16th. I think this is a bad move by Sony. I think it should be an August release as July is starting to look more and more packed. Hell, even with horror movies, this is coming out two weeks after The Forever Purge and a month after The Conjuring 3. So it's not like there's a lack of them. Also, Sony still has their version of Cinderella coming out in July. So unless it gets bumped back, I don't know what they're doing. Universal has come up with a way to promote both F9 and to get people back to theaters. And that is offering free showings of the Fast and Furious franchise. That's right, starting from April 30th to June 18th, there will be a fast movie played every Friday, going from the 1st to the 8th. You'll have to go online to try and get tickets, but the showing will be available between 500 to 900 theaters across the country, with the big theaters showing them including AMC, Cinemark, and Regal. I think this is a great idea, and it works for both theaters and Universal. With F9 now being the next big blockbuster to release, they can start building up the hype for it, and this is a great way to do it. For theaters, yes, they don't get a cut of the ticket sales because it's free, but it does get people to come in and hopefully spend money on concessions, so that would be a boost for them as well. For movies in production in Hollywood, we got an update on the Julia Roberts George Clooney one, with Caitlin Denver signing on to the film. While not confirmed, I assume she would be playing the daughter that the parents played by Clooney and Roberts try to stop. I think it's a solid choice, and the movie is now looking to have a solid cast. But let's see who they add for supporting. The Hollywood Reporter is exclusively reporting that Legendary is already in talks with Adam Wingard to direct the next movie in the Monsters. While it's not exactly clear what the plot of the movie would be, The Hollywood Reporter is saying that at Legendary, the idea of doing Son of Kong is being mentioned. However, even if they are able to assign him to direct, it might be a while before he gets to work on it. He recently just signed up to direct a live-action Thundercats movie for Warner Brothers, and still has his remake of Face Off to do at Paramount, assuming those two movies get done first. This is a 2024-25 movie at least. Also, if it does come back, this will be the first time that a director has done more than one movie in the MonsterVerse, which was going to happen at some point, but something to point out. One thing I noticed while reading this is right now is nothing got a little specific, which is interesting, as it means Legendary has not yet secured the rights from Toho to keep making Godzilla movies. I still think Toho will agree to it, because if not, it'll just be Legendary working with Warner Brothers on calling films. Otherwise, though, I'm happy the MonsterVerse is continuing in some fashion. Another exclusive from The Hollywood Reporter, a fourth Captain America film is now in the works. Following the finale of The Falcon and Winter Soldier, they dropped the news of the fourth film being in development with two scriptwriters already attached to it. There are Malcolm Spielman and Dallin Moosin, both of whom just worked on the TV series. Spellman was the creator and head writer, while Moosin wrote episode 5 of the series. One of the best episodes, in my opinion. Besides that, we got no confirmation on anything else, who the director might be, the villains, or when it might even come out. My thought is that this is not surprising. You can't finally have a black man be Captain America and then relegate him to Disney+. No offense to Disney+. Anthony Mackie does deserve to have a few films of his own now as Captain America, and it's good Marvel's doing that. As for when I think it will come out, 2024 is my bet. That year is pretty empty right now, and it should be more grounded movie, less CGI to worry about than, say, Guardians 3 or Thor Love and Thunder. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Just hope Bucky's in it as well. For VOD Premium, there isn't too much going on this week. Disney has announced that in Asia they'll be shutting down some of their TV channels and focus their attention more on Disney+. Plus. 
Right now, this affects Singapore and Hong Kong, and Walt Disney Plus is out in Singapore. It is still not available in Hong Kong. And this does include FX channels as well. So some of the channels include Disney Channel, Disney Junior, Fox Sports 1, 2, 3, Star Sports 1 and 2, FX, and Star Movies China. The only remaining channels will be National Geographic, Nat Geo Wild, Star Chinese Movies, and Star Chinese Channel. The shutdown will happen in a few months on October 1st. I think this is a mix of cost savings and getting people to move over to Disney+. Plus. I would think if these channels were still doing good ratings, that would keep them around as well. But I think like the cable subscribers in America are going down, I would not be surprised if the same is happening in Asia with more and more people streaming, especially younger people. If that is the case, then it makes sense to not pay to keep the channels running and increase advertising for Disney+. Plus. I do wonder, uh, will Disney be able to launch Disney+, Plus on, uh, in Hong Kong by then, as they still have not set a release date for it. Where Paramount likes to sell its movies to Amazon, Sony likes to sell its animated movies to Netflix. Deadline has the exclusive on this, and that is that they have sold the animated movie Vivo to the streaming platform. The reason why it's a bit noticeable is that it did have a song written and performed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. As for the details of the deal, Netflix has gotten the worldwide rights to stream it, besides in China. However, it is only for the first window. What this means is Sony still retains the home entertainment rights and theatrical release in China. The way it'll work is it'll premiere on Netflix, and after a period of time, because Netflix has the exclusivity, Sony will then be allowed to sell digital copies, rentals, Blu-rays. So it won't be Netflix forever kind of movie. As for why Netflix would do this, well I guess since theaters are coming back, they need to start buffing up their slate. And as for Sony doing this, I'm not sure. It was set to come out in June, and it could have done decent money. I guess they think right now they have too many movies they need to go to theaters. From June to September right now, they are releasing five movies in theaters, and Vivo would make it six. Overall, I'm not sure why they are just not spacing these out more, but who knows what their plan is. Maybe Netflix offered a great deal. And that'll be it for this week's episode of Fox Offers Receipts. Question for the episode is, what do you think the next movie in the MonsterVerse should be? Let me know on Facebook. Link to the pages in the show notes. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Thank you.